Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Well, God, we thank you for this time together tonight. I pray, Lord, that you move mightily in our midst. I pray, God, that, um, God, as your word goes forth, I pray that it opens eyes to see and ears to hear. I pray, God, that tonight that it would be that sword that would cut that, uh, those places in our life, those jagged places, those fleshly places. And we call on the Spirit of God. We pray, God, that you would speak to us. Lord, that we would hear your voice and the voice of a stranger who will and shall not follow. The voice that says uh, this way, whether it be to the left or to the right. But, God, we, we pray that our steps would be ordered of you. And, Lord, I pray, uh, God, tonight as we talk on this topic of worship, Lord, I just pray that, uh, uh, Lord, tonight I pray that we would put our personality to the side and, God, we would see what the Word of God has to say about it. And, Lord, may it stretch us, may it guide us, direct us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, look at somebody and say, I'm glad you came on a Wednesday night. Yes, right. You guys are going to heaven. Amen. We got the remnant here. And uh, amen. Let's give it up for our live challenge guys being with us tonight. We love you guys. Hey, I want to I wanna brag on you guys for a minute. We, we had a big time if you were down there at uh, Fall Festival Sunday night. Gave 30 bicycles away and had all kinds of food trucks. And I think lots of them nearly sold out. Uh, and uh, it was a big time. It was a great way for us to fulfill the vision of this house to make a difference. I don't. I wanted to close all the doors about six o'clock and say, "All right, church starts at nine and ten thirty, and hold them hostage." But I didn't do that. Uh, hey, I, I saw this analogy in uh, this is this is Catch's bike. You don't have to tell him that I took it out of the garage. And uh, after I got to looking at it, he doesn't even have a front brake. A back break. The padding out of this is gone. And uh, hopefully Santa comes to see him, if you know what I'm saying, about a bicycle. But there's something that I want to show you. Uh, I read a book called Plato's Lemonade Stand. I don't necessarily advise you to read the book, but there were some great leadership principles inside the book. <clears throat> but the point that he gave was this. was uh, Lots of times our life represents this. And I actually brought one of Ketch's little guys, too. I'm not sure who this is, but he's got a, he's got a hat on. He's got arms. But how many of y'all know sometimes in our life, this is what it feels like? That you're on the outside of the wheel, and you're just spinning in circles. And your prayer to the Lord is this. Now, this wasn't in the book. I promise you this wasn't in the book. But our prayer to the Lord is this. God, could you just make everything stop? And can I tell you, God's promise to us is not to make everything stop. You know what God actually tells us in John 16 and verse 33, if you, have it, if, if, if you uh, put it on there. But uh, he says that we will go through, what is it, trials and sorrows. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. Let me see a show of hands that you have gone through some trials and some sorrows. All right? In the last month, you've gone through some trials and some sorrows. Okay, lift your hand. But it goes on to say, but take heart because I have overcome the world. How many of y'all know Jesus just said in his words right there, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so we want to do what 
who is the girl who sang Carrie, who sang Jesus take the will? Really, what God's desire is, is us to have Jesus in us. We can still have hold of the will, but it's through his principles and teachings of the word of God to make things slow down. Are you hearing me tonight? And so, you know what happens is, when we're not grounded, we're on the outside right here, and every bump we hit is a big deal. See, I can always tell people that are not grounded in the word. I can always tell people that are not grounded in uh, prayer. I can always tell people that are not grounded in worship because every little bump that they come across is such a mountain. Can I tell you this? She got a witness right over here. All right, I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna preach over here. But but if you're not grounded when you're on the when you're on the outside of the will, what happens is this: when you're when you're out here, not only will you get dizzy because it's going in a circle so fast. But also, too, every bump along the way is going to take you off course. But can I tell you what I'm trying to push tonight is what being grounded is being in the center. How many of y'all know when you're in the center, it's not going to be as fast and it's not going to be that big of a problem? So I'm trying to open our eyes to some things tonight. If I had time, I would talk about you need to be grounded in the word. How many of y'all know his word is a lamp into our feet and it's a light into our path? Pastor Robert told me a couple weeks ago, he said, if you want to hear the voice of God, read the word of God. If you want to hear the audible voice of God, read it out loud to yourself. We have got to get the word on the inside of us. You've got to have a daily routine. You can't just rely on me at 630. You've got to have something that you are chewing on. That uh, uh, Joshua 1, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. What? Day and night. You may observe to do everything that is written in. Then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have great success. See, we want grace. We want to be prosperous, and we want to have great success. But the whole meaning of the scripture is: is you've got to be grounded in the Word of God. Here's the second thing that I would, if I had time tonight, I would talk about prayer. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. How many of y'all know when the world's going in circles? Those of you that actually do this. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. But when you're hitting a bump, the bump isn't as bad when you're in prayer. There's just times if you just stop, collaborate, and listen. Come on. If you just stop. Some of y'all got that. Those of you that, you guys got it. If you just stop and you just pray. There's times where I'm beating myself up or I'm hearing something or something's happened with my kids or inside of my home. There's too many times where we have a powwow and I bring them all in and I say, all right, we're going to join hands and we're going to pray. Because what am I trying to do? I'm trying to get us back to the center because the world is spinning out of control. He didn't tell us he would make this, the, the, the tire stop spinning. He just told us this, take heart, I've overcome the world. So we've got to get close to him if we're going to be in the center of the will. Are you hearing me tonight? So here's the third one, and this is really what I want to hit on tonight, is, is uh, worship. And can I tell you, there's been many times in my life where the, where the will was making me dizzy, and I, didn't, I wanted it to stop, but God didn't promise me that it would stop. He promised me that in His presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. That my joy don't have to be stolen from me, my peace doesn't have to be stolen from me, and there's times that I just stop, and I just begin to praise the Lord. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Tonight, I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if you're on key or on pitch. In your truck, it does not matter. Or in your car or in your living room. Nobody's there to tell you, me, 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 do, re, mi, fa, la, la, I don't even know the words. It doesn't matter about any of that. 
And so I want to answer two questions tonight. Number one, how should I worship? Number two, why should I worship? Now, I'm about to blow all of you Church of Christ people, blow you out of the water. Are you ready? Is that okay? Is that, is that all right if I blow your religious minds? Because many of you right away, you're saying, well, it doesn't matter how I worship the Lord. Yes, it does. Can I tell you? It matters to God. In fact, in Scripture, he shows us over and over. There's a certain way that he likes worship. And so, um, uh, and, and I just want to say that there's a way that God likes. And this has nothing to do with your personality. I'm going to say that one more time. I'm an introvert. That's just not for me. Well, it is for God. Worship is not for us. It's for the Lord. Right away, you need to know this. This is not for us. In, this is this, this leading worship just now. This is not for you. It's for the Lord. And I promise you, everybody on that stage, that's our heart's desire, that we're not here to entertain you. We're here to entertain the Lord. Amen? In Psalm 150 and verse 1 through 6, you need to have this amplified. I'm reading out an amplified, but you need to have it highlighted in your Bible. And it says in verse 1, praise the Lord. I want to tell you right now, this is not a suggestion. This is not just throwing this out there. Well, as I read this text, Pastor, I see that this is a command from God. To praise the Lord. Everybody say, praise the Lord. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. It's a command from God that we're supposed to praise the Lord. And then it goes on to say, praise God in his sanctuary. What is this? So what should we do in here? We should praise the Lord. Praise him in his mighty heavens. So not only are we going to praise him when we're here, but we're going to praise him when we get up there. So we might as well get used to praising God while we're here because we're going to do it for eternity. Are you hearing me tonight? He says, praise him for his mighty acts. If he's done some mighty acts in your life, like healed your body or redeemed you or broken chains off of your life, come on. How many of y'all know we ought to praise him for it? Praise him according to the abundance of his greatness. We sang this song uh, this last week. Didn't we have a great time in the presence of the Lord Sunday morning? It's a powerful service. People gave their hearts to Christ. But we talked about the greatness, the goodness of God at the end of the service. Sing about it. Praise him with the trumpet sound. I just want to put this out there. Can you imagine in the times of David? Uh, what's the guy's name who played the trumpet? Phil Driscoll. He came, very anointed man of God. And he, he came one Sunday. He did, we didn't even have him mic'd. He played the trumpet. And I'm telling you, it was so loud. And so I just want to point this out. Those of you that complain about it being too loud, can you imagine in the days of David when there was 150 trumpets? One in here blasted us through the parking lot, I promise you. I'm telling you, we need to lift, we need to lift the roof for, roof for the Lord. Praise him with the trumpet sound. Praise him with the harp and lyre. I'm, I'm praying about getting a harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the stringed instruments and flute. I'm telling you, this is blowing every church of Christ's mind right out right, right now. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Praise him with the loud cymbals. How many of y'all know the enemy's loud, so we ought to be louder than the enemy? Let everything that has breath and every breath of life praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah is what it says. So I just want to take a survey tonight. Who has breath in their lungs? I'm going to say it one more time. Who has breath in their lungs? And if you do, you ought to praise the Lord. 
It, it's, it's, again, it's not a personality. It's not a denomination. It's not a style. It's not a model of a church. This isn't about AOL. And this is how we're going to do it. It's what God wants. It's the way he likes it. Are you hearing me tonight? I haven't convinced many of you yet, but I feel like the end of the night we're going to do it. I'm going to talk about seven Hebrew words. Everybody say seven. Okay, we're going to talk about what God wants. And you look through the book of Psalms. I learned this many years ago in, uh, in, in Bible class in the Old Testament, Southwestern Assembly of God University. <clears throat> but number one word, uh, uh, the first one tonight, seven Hebrew words, is Hallel. It's to rave. It's not to go to a rave. How many of y'all been set free from the rave? Come on, somebody. It's to rave. It's to boast. It's to celebrate. I'm telling you, the reason that I'm preaching this tonight, and this is the heart of me as your pastor to tell you, that when we celebrate God, the windows of heaven will open up. There's a reason we dance. There's a reason we shout. There's a reason why here on the front row that I just don't want to stay still and it's just one more song in some nightclub somewhere. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's celebrate what he's done. Here, here it's used in scripture in Psalm 35, 18. It says, I will give you thanks in the great congregation. So in a congregation of people, it doesn't matter what your personality is. It's, he's saying, I will give thanks in the great congregation. I will rave, boast, celebrate you among a mighty people. How many of y'all know this is mighty people in here? And if you're not mighty yet, you just give it some time and you keep pushing. You'll go from faith to faith and glory to glory. But uh, I don't know about you. Uh, <clears throat> many of you are like, well, I, I do it in a private way. Can I tell you, God likes it private too for you to celebrate the Lord. But not always. Are you ready for the second one? This piggybacks off of this first one, but it's yada. It's not yoda, it's yada. And it's to acknowledge in public. You know, you know what the Bible is, is very clear, and I say this at the end of the, uh, the service every single week. It says, acknowledge me for men, and I'll acknowledge you for my Father in heaven. Now, this is out of the context of praise and worship, but in the same sense. How many of y'all know we ought to acknowledge the Lord everywhere we are and whatever we do? How many of y'all know giving a sacrifice of praise would be even sacrifice whether it feels good to you or not. It's about that it feels good to God. You guys are getting quiet on me. Psalm 138 verse 1, it says, I will give you thanks with all my heart. I don't know about you, but when I come in on a Sunday morning, I want to give the Lord all of my heart. Not halfway, not medial, just a little bit, but I want to give all of my heart. I sing... Praises, that word yada right there, where it means to acknowledge in public. I sing and acknowledge in public to you before the pagan gods. Woo! How many of y'all know we have gods all around us? That people have made them their gods. So when you come into a place, you know what? This is a god to lots of people right here. How many of y'all know we ought to celebrate the Lord more than we do a cell phone? I'm going to talk about it in a minute. We're all geared to worship something, and we all do. And can I tell you, this isn't about your favorite song. Oh, I really, you know, I really get into it when they sing that one. Come on. Well, I mean, we all have that, right? There's that one. Like right now, uh, uh, that song that they're singing, Firm Foundation, He Won't, He Won't Fail. Oh, I love it. 
I'm like, sing that all three songs, Lucas, Sunday morning. I really like it. How many of y'all know we all have favorite songs? Well, I would really get into worship if it was uh, hymns. Can I tell you lots of hymns are about what's going on around you and not about the Lord? You know what worship is about? Is singing to Him. That's what worship is all about. And it doesn't matter what your style is. It's about what God likes. Are you hearing me tonight? Some of y'all, I'm making y'all mad. I don't even care. This is the word of God. Here's the third one. You ready for the third one? This is Barack. And this is not one of our former presidents. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. It's to bless by kneeling or bowing. Now, right away, some of y'all are like, oh, my gosh. Am I going to have to go through the checklist of all these things when I get into a worship service? No, it's not about that. You don't have to go through a checklist. Uh, These are just expressions of what pleases the heart of God. It's like when you date. In fact, premarital counseling, uh, I'm I'm in the middle of one right now with a couple. And one of the things that I talk about is the, the, the language of marriage, which is love, which is 1 Corinthians 13. Which is love is patient, is kind, is not envious, is not boastful, is not rejoicing in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. And if you've taken the five love languages test, which I'm sure many of you in the room, how many of y'all have ever taken the five love languages test? All right. In that particular test, he, he shows you take a test to see what is your love language. My love language is totally opposite of Pastor Brandy's. And you know where I've messed up in my life, in my marriage with Pastor Brandy? I've messed up when I try to show her love, the kind of love that I like. But when I figure out the kind of love that she likes, how many of y'all know things are much better in your home? And so what I'm, what I'm trying to communicate and trying to give you as a symbol and as an example here is this. When we figure out what God likes, can I tell you that's going to open up a door of favor for God to pour out a blessing on your life. And I don't know about you. I just don't want to go into another worship service. I want to go in one where it pleases the heart of God. Is this too much for y'all tonight? Come on. I want to please the heart of God. It says this in Psalm 103 and verse 1. It says, bless and affectionately praise. That word praise is Barak. It means bless and affectionately. How many of y'all know it's affectionate? When you get down and you kneel and you bow. The Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Number four is this. Zamar. It's making music to God with strings. Come on, I I believe the Lord likes a good rip on the guitar. Pastor Shannon and I, during practice, he ripped one on the bass. I mean, it it melted my heart, and I believe it melted the, the heart of God as well. But in Psalm 92 and verse 1, I'm telling you, if you came from a church of Christ background, this is blowing your mind right now. I don't want to stop saying that, but I'm just saying. It is good and delightful thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing and make music to God with strings to your name, O Most High. How many of y'all thankful for a good guitar and somebody who plays a good guitar? Amen. Here's the next one. is Shabbat. It's to address in a loud tone and to shout. Again, this is not about a personality. This is just what pleases the heart of God. Uh, And can I tell you this? When I ask you to shout, it's not because I have ran out of things to say. Brandy was here. She would say amen to that. You always take all my words. I'm, I'm I'm asking us to shout 
and us to shout in one accord because it pleases the heart of God. And how many of y'all know we do it for football? We do it for games. We do it. I was watching a, a video of Luke Bryant. He had one incredible shot, like 50-yard shot, and this big elk that he, that he shot with a bow. And he went bananas. Absolutely. Of course, he's a pretty outgoing guy. But there's been times before, I would just hate to think that I shouted more for killing a buck than I did for the one who saved my soul. I would hate to think that I shouted more for a football program or at the NFR or whatever it is that, that floats your boat of something that is exciting you. I would hate to think that I would shout for something that's never done anything for my eternity more than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Are you hearing me tonight? And so Psalm 63 and verse 3, this is where it's used in text. It says, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall address in a loud tone to shout you. So will I bless you as long as I lift, and I will lift up my hands in your name. Here's the sixth one is this, todah. And it's to lift hands in adoration. Some of y'all, there is a grip so tight on this chair during a worship service, we have to get them recovered and get, you know, get padding put in there. There's some of y'all, you're so locked inside of your arms. Can I tell you? Be free and lift your hands in adoration. How many of y'all know when you lift your hands? Well, when the referee lifts his hands like this, what is he saying? It's good. Can I tell you, it's good to lift your hands before the Lord. Amen? Come on. I want to be a house that pleases the Lord. I want to be a house that lifts our hands in worship, that, that is exciting about the, excited about the things of God. In Psalm 50 and verse 23, it says, He who offers a sacrifice of lifting hands in adoration and thanksgiving honors me, and to him who adores his way rightly, who follows the way that I show him, I shall show the salvation of God. When there is an act of praise in us lifting our hands, he tells us, I will show you the salvation of God. How many of y'all need a salvation moment in, in your life, somewhere, in your finances, or whatever it is? I'm telling you, you get in the heart of God, you lift your hands in worship. Here's the seventh one, tequila. I didn't say tequila, I said tequila. And it's exuberant singing. It's singing. You mean to tell me, Pastor, in a worship service, you actually want me to sing? Yes. No, I don't want you to. The Lord does. The Lord does. Exuberant singing. Uh, you know, there's one reason that on Sunday mornings that I sing certain songs. Like I sang Meatloaf here, and there was half the congregation singing. Y'all remember that? Last week I sang, uh, um, oh, what was the name of it? Dead. Oh, uh, not. Uh, that's my job. That's what I do. Half the congregation started singing. You know why I do that? Because I know you guys can sing, but y'all just refuse to do it sometimes in a worship service. You know, I could get up here and, you know, I could, I could start out in George Strait. And, or, or I could, you know, depending on and Pastor Randy, I could get into the 90s stuff, you know. All, all that, and I can start, and this, there's many of you, whatever floats your boat and is pleasing to you, you will sing. I'm just here to open our eyes tonight. We ought to sing to the Savior of our soul. We ought to sing. Come on, we, and this isn't about being on pitch. And, 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 
again, the reason that I sing is because I know that you can. Uh, Psalm 34 and verse 1, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His exuberant singing shall continually be in my mouth. You can ask Pastor Brandy this, whether I'm in the shower or I'm doing something. I mean, I know that this is my personality, but I love to sing to the Lord. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen? So there's many of them that were all together, and I thought I would throw this in as a little, you know, uh, cheesecake for you, as a little, you know, banana pudding, whatever it is, uh, tres leches cake right here. Oh, God, my heart is steadfast with confident faith. I will sing, and I will sing praises. Zamar, that's the word zamar. Even with my soul, awake, harp and lyre, I will awaken the dawn. I will praise, that's yada, and give thanks to you, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises, that's tehillah, to you among the nation. So how do we praise God? We do it God's way. It's not about what you get out of it. It's about what you give to him. Amen? The next one is this. We're going to answer one more question. I got plenty of time to do it. So how do you worship? I answer that question. Number two is this. Why do you worship? Very simple. Number one, because praise is your purpose. Praise is your purpose. Can I tell you, you were created to worship and praise? You can't help but, but do it. It's what your heart's affection and your mind's attention. It, it, it's what gets your heart's affection and your mind's attention. I just want to ask you, what is it? What is it? There's some of y'all, there is something that you're worshiping. There is something that you are worshiping. I've seen, I've seen parents do it for their kids. They, they, they worship their kids. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a job. I'm telling you, all of us were created for worship, and there is something in your life that is holding worship. And I'm just here to open our eyes to this tonight, that nothing should take the place of our Savior. Nothing. No cell phone, no Facebook, no Instagram, no game, no kid, no marriage. You want a better marriage? You get close to God. Both of you get close to God. You'll even have a better marriage. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, amplified, I love it. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies. Because of all this, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim, everybody say proclaim, we ought to proclaim the excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many of y'all have been called out of darkness and you've brought, been brought back into the light? Amen? If you're a new creation in Christ, that's what, what's happened to you. And then verse 10, once you were not a people at all, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So number one, why should we worship? Because praise is your purpose. That's why he created you, is to worship. Number two is this. Why should we worship? Number one, because praise is your purpose. Number two, because he is worthy. 
You know what that word worthy means? It means he's worth it. How many of he should have the right amount of value that demands my worship? Can I tell you something in your life right now is demanding it? Something in your life right now is demanding it. It ought to be the Lord. That's all I'm trying to point out tonight. In Psalm 145 and verse 3, it says, Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and His greatness so vast and profound as to be unsearchable, incomprehensible to man. I just want to tell you this. If you don't have any other reason to praise, take an inventory of the goodness of God in your life. Number one is this. He's worthy. Number one is this. You're alive. How many of y'all know... Or let me ask this question tonight. How many of y'all, there's some things in your life that you really shouldn't be here? There's some things that happen in your life. Amen. Amen. Maybe a sickness in your body. Maybe an addiction. Maybe something. Maybe a car wreck. Absolutely. An aneurysm. Maybe there's something that's happened in your life. Can I tell you the reason to worship? Why we should worship? Worship because he's worthy. And number one, because you're alive. So you ought to give him praise for it tonight. You ought to, he's worthy. Another one is this, thinking about the goodness of God and taking an inventory of what God has done in your life. You're in a great church. I wanted more amens than that. You're in a great church. We just need more people here for church on Wednesday nights. Number three is this. Actually, there's not a number three, but I'm just pointing some out. An empty tomb. An empty tomb. Come on, that should give, that should do something in your heart to praise the Lord. God's not dead. He's surely alive. And he's living on the inside, roaring like a lion. Number three is this. Why we should worship? Because of what he has done. If he's done something in your life, you ought to praise the Lord. I mean, oh, he's, he's, he's pulled you out of something before. It could have been totally worse than it was, and God's pulled you out of something. God set you free. He's redeemed you. I want you to look at this text in Luke 19, 37. Uh, I love this. It says, as soon as he was approaching Jerusalem near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the entire multitude of the disciples, all those who were or claimed to be his followers, there's a lot of people, they just all of a sudden began praising God. I'm talking about there ought to be times when you're in your car. There's some of y'all, you crank up the radio, you lift your head back, and you sing Britney Spears or whatever. I hope you don't, but uh, uh, you, you, you know Mariah Carey's about to come up with Christmas songs, and you could be singing those out. You guys are shaking my, your head like you don't do that, but I'm telling you, there is some song that gets your foot moving, if you know what I'm saying. I promise you, music has a powerful force in your life. And so, uh, but my whole point is this. Turn the radio off sometimes and just lift your hands and say, How great is thou, what, how great is our God. Sing with me how great. I mean, in those moments, it doesn't mean you have to be in church. I'm telling you, just right here, they just began praising God. This is spontaneous. Adoring him enthusiastically and joyfully with loud voices for all the miracles and works of power that they had seen. Shouting, blessed, celebrated, praised is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory, majesty, splendor in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees 
telling you there's some of the Pharisees in church sometimes. From the crowd that said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. (laughs) For shouting these messianic praises. Jesus replied, I tell you, I love this. If these people keep silent, the stones will cry out in praise. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a church where the stones worship louder than the people of God in the house of God. Come on, we've got a reason to praise. Because what he has done in our lives. This was so spontaneous. We need to do this too. Moments in our house, I'm telling you, it happens in the Bennetts, I promise you. We need to have moments. The other other day, Ketch was downstairs. He was playing with his uh, uh, Happy Tour Makers, his trucks. I recorded on my phone. It's so awesome. He's down there. He was singing. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light as an darkness. Our God, that is you are. <laughs> I, who cares if he got the words all fumbled up? The thing of it is, is he was lifting his voice because that's what God created him to do. And if a five-year-old can get it, how many of y'all know we can get it? I apologize, a six-year-old. That's right. <clears throat> and I just want to tell you, if it's so bad right now, worship him, uh, worship him for the times that you don't even know about. The times where he spared your life. The times where he pulled you out of the miry clay and he set you on the rock to stand. The times where he pulled you out of the financial mess. It may be bad right now, but I'm just telling you, you begin to worship God, you'll begin to get into the center of the wheel, and you'll stop being dizzy from all the busyness of life. I hope you guys are getting something out of this tonight. So number three, because of what he has done. Number four is because worship changes everything. It changes everything. And don't, Can I tell you this? If you're this guy and you're on the outside and you think, well, on Sunday I'll come here and it will make everything stop. How many of y'all thankful when you come in on a Sunday morning and you get in the presence of God? The Bible says you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Can I tell you this? We're messing up. If this is life, and you're out here Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then you think, well, on Sunday morning and Wednesday, I'll just make it stop for a little bit. Can I tell you? I'm just here to show you tonight. Oh, boy. That's life, too, sometimes, too, right? I'm just here to show you tonight. Every day, things can stop. Are they still moving? Yes, but you can slow it down by getting in the presence of God. By getting in the presence of God. Because it changes you. Worship changes everything. I mean, there is times where we tell Alexa, hey, play waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. Here lately I've been saying, hey, Alexa, play firm foundation. Even Alexa's getting saved. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know Alexa needs the Lord? I say, play firm foundation. And then I ask her questions like, where do I hide a body? 
And she's like, not in a firm foundation. <laughs> All right. Psalm 18 and verse 3, it says this, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. I'm telling you, every one of you in this room, you have an enemy of some sort. And I'm not just talking about the devil. He's the author of lies. He starts it all. But all of us, we have an enemy. There is something that is haunting you. And he says, who is worthy to be praised. And I, when I call upon the Lord, he saves me from my enemies. Oh, I hope you get this in your heart tonight. In Ezekiel chapter 46 and verse 9, a few years ago I read this in the NLT and I loved it. Uh, it says a little bit different in the Amplified, but it says, but when the people come, and I'm not going to give you the full context of this, I just want you to see in the scripture literally what it says. But when the people come in through the north gateway to worship the Lord during the religious festivals, they must leave by the south gateway. And those who enter through the south gateway must leave by the north gateway. They must never leave by the same way, gateway. Here's the whole point. When you come in and you get in the presence of God, you leave a different way. You can't help but leave a different way. I'm going to start practicing this. If I come through Pastor Brandy's door on Sunday morning, I want to go out. And it, that's not literally what it means, but I hope you get that tonight. When you, came, when you came in tonight, you may have failed the test of praise and worship when you came in. But Sunday morning, you come in here. You come in one way, and you make it your goal that I'm leaving here changed. Can I tell you, this church would be totally different if we really entered into praise and worship. By the time I got here, I'm telling you, hearts are ready to receive openly of what God has for them. I don't, I don't want people, lost people to come in here and think we're a bunch of fuddy-duds. I'm telling you, revival will happen when we begin to worship the Lord. Think about Paul and Silas. They may have went into a jail cell, but because of praise and worship in their life, in the midnight hour, in the midnight hour, can I tell you, there's many times in my life in the midnight hour, I just had to stop and worship the Lord. And it wasn't midnight. It was just midnight for me. If I didn't get this money to pay this bill, the electric's going off or the water's going off, or something. In the midnight hour. There's been times. At 11.59. I've been out here. I've been out here. And I begin to worship the Lord. And I got put right here. And God began to show me some things. Open the eyes. My heart Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Listen, you don't have to have an angelic voice or a perfect voice. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. And if a stone that probably sings in the key of X that is not even a key will worship if you don't. 
You're like, Pastor, you probably never had the moments that I have. I promise you I have. Yes. But I'll just tell you this. They didn't last because of worship. They didn't last because of worship. I know I need to preach this message on a Sunday morning. I know I do. But I wanted to practice with you tonight. Because you guys are the ones that come on Wednesday night that are faithful to the house of God. And if us faithful ones don't have a heart of worship, how can we expect the other ones that are not faithful come in? And so I hope you got, there is a reason, there is, there is a how-to worship the Father. This isn't my how-to. This is God's how-to. I just want to ask you, has God been good to you? I don't know about you, he's been good to me. Listen, no, the reason that you're here is because he's been good to you. The reason that you're faithful to the house of God is because he's been faithful to you. So why don't we give him the praise that he adores, that he wants. He inhabits the praises of his people. Let's stand to our feet. God, please forgive us in times in our life where we've cared more about what other people think of us. Even a husband or a wife. What would this do to my outside appearance if I just all of a sudden start doing this? This isn't me. Lord, forgive us of caring more about what outsiders think than what you think and so God tonight I pray that as your word went forth I pray that it doesn't return void but it accomplishes what it's meant sent to do and Lord as we saw in your word how to worship God there's times that I I know that you will pull on our hearts Lord to kneel before you Lord to open our mouth and sing and to lift our hands and to celebrate you God, we celebrate you now because you're good. And you're worthy to be praised. You deserve the glory. And the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship. As we praise your holy name. You deserve the glory and the honor and the honor. Lord, we lift our hands in worship as we praise your holy name. Come on, just sing it to him. You are great. And you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. There's 
no one else like you, God. So we magnify. Lord, forgive us of times in a worship service where we care more about talking to our neighbor and doing things that doesn't matter. God, I, I just pray that a heart of worship comes over us so much, Lord, that you would open up the windows of heaven and you would pour out on us. Lord, that miracles would happen in the room. Salvation would happen in the room. Healing would happen in the room. We magnify your name tonight. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all still love me? How many of y'all know we've got to have a heart after the Lord? Amen. Hey, thank you for coming tonight. And I want to tell you I'm really excited about this next series that I'm going into on the heart of David. I'm talking about David, and I'm, talk, I'm calling it From the Pasture to the Palace. And this first message that I'm talking about, I really want men to be in here. Um, he won in lots of areas, but he lost in family. He never broke that iniquity off his life. And I really believe this is a message for all families starting off. As he was in the pasture, he had such a spirit of rejection. That's what happened with him through Saul. But I believe God's going to do miracles in people's lives this weekend. Can you get can you get an agreement with me about that? The Lord's been talking to me, and so and then Sunday night we have prayer. You know another way to get right here in the center is to be in prayer. The world will stop spinning as fast. I promise you. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious to you tonight, and give you peace. Thank you for coming. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.